Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find opinion articles, podcasts, including ours truly, and also modalidades, if you will. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Uh, where you can get merch, you can sign to get exclusive content and share your Benfiquismo. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É um pouco mais simples para explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser o Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser o Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. Até à morte. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Dog Benfica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaças. Tonight we bring you episode number 447 couple more. Well, this one and another podcast until the end. I'm very happy about that. Cristiano, how are you feeling? Alfredinho, menino. I'm feeling wonderful, but let me tell you a little something before we get started. Many times we come on this podcast and absolutely deflated, and this is, happens to be one of those times where I, I don't even feel like being here, but I enjoy you guys' company, so I come <laughs> on here to talk to you guys. But once I hear that freaking intro, I'm ready to go, bro. I mean, verissimo. I'm ready for this weekend if you need me. Uh, that that freaking intro gets me pumped every single time. So, what's going on? Welcome, all the Freddies. Hello, meninos, meninas. Come again. Uh, and I'll, I'll pass it back over to you, Alfred. Dave, how you been? Doing well. Like Chris, uh, like Chris says, we kind of dread or and drag our feet uh, coming on here. Our feet. Uh, yeah, our feet, our feet. Uh, but. Once we're here, we're chatting. We got the Freddies going in the chat. It's uh, it's definitely going to be a therapy session uh, once again here, and uh, counting down the days till uh, to summer holidays uh, here on the Benfica podcast. Yeah, that's right. Tonight we brought a, a special guest uh, to join us. Uh, you may know him if if you live here in a Newark area or New Jersey area. You may know him uh, from Sic uh, Internacional. He's the Benfica face. In uh, what, what what is that show uh, called, Cristiano? Uh, Canto Direto. Canto Direto, which is I, the is the is the Sikh International version of uh, I don't know. Wait, like one of those wait. shows, like three of the talk, three guys complaining. But, yeah, uh, we try to do a good job over here. Boa noite, pessoal. Right. Tá-se bem, Malta. Yeah. yeah wait, so- how is this guy gonna come on my show? And you call him <laughs> Cristiano, you change my name. I was just I was just reading his uh, name. You're 10 CO10 tonight. Okay. 10 CO. Beleza, beleza. Today we're going to have to ping pong this, man. Everybody, Chris, Cristiano, I'm going to wait for uh, 10 CO10 to take the lead. If he doesn't answer, then I'll go in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so here we are, episode number 447. Uh not much to talk about, I guess. That's why we, we got an extra guest just to, to, just to fill it. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> now, actually, Cristiano and I have, have spoken, and, and we've been meaning to uh, bring you on for, for a while, uh, understanding that you probably got a beating yes- on yesterday's show, which is a show that's live on Mondays, correct? Live on Mondays, 8.15, SPT, Seek International. Booyah! 
<laughs> Buyeka. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we figured since you got beat up last night, because we know the the Porto face there, he was uh, uh, one of the guys that did the Three Tugas podcast. And I know how uh, annoying he could be when he gets on his Porto. He's like a rabid dog. He won't let go. There's no talking sense into him. Um, so we figured we'd bring you on and at least give you some love here because you probably got beat up yesterday despite you saying that you just ignored him the whole show. But uh, but here we are. This is this is your environment. This is where you belong, Chris. I love it. A lot of right around us. We just got to – is it just me or or is it microphone? Yeah, in order for him to be around his people, he needs to get a new microphone. We need uh, we need <laughs> international to pay for him to get some equipment because in today's day and age, where everybody does their shows from home, barely anybody goes into and you know he even gets out of the house nowadays. Come on, seek, step up, step up, give a guy a microphone. Come on, that's the least you could do. Yeah, does it have a lot of static, guys? It does. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, does. yeah, yeah, yeah. It has some static. It's all right. Don't worry about it. We're used to to shit going wrong here on the podcast. Yeah, but uh, you know, people would wanna are gonna wanna uh, listen to uh, Cristiano. Oh, well, I'm here. I'm here. The other one. <laughs> oh, the other. So he's he's listen. gonna figure out. Well, he figures me, it out. We'll we'll get we'll get this the show going. Um, I'm sure everybody uh, enjoyed Cristiano's stories, but uh, I I hate to be the bearer of the bad news. I don't think we have any more stories for you today. Before we go, before we get going, I just, let me let me let me just tell a little funny story. I'm gonna tell a little funny story. So growing up in Newark, New Jersey, in the late '80s. Right in, in in early nineties, with the name Cristiano, it, it was very difficult because I got called everything but Cristiano. It was Cristino, it was Cristiano, it was I don't I was shish kebab. It was whatever the hell it came to mind. It just it was everything but Cristiano. And then it just so happens that my best friend was named Liborio, right? So two weird ass names, Cristiano and Libor. Like he used to be called Laboratory. Yo, Laboratory, what's that? Like it was just crazy. Two crazy ass names. And then, to, to my surprise, I get to meet a guy that's named Christian Lee Boy. He's got both weird-ass names in his name. So it was just, we became an insta-hit at the time. Like, it was just, I felt sorry for the guy because he had both of them crappy names attached to him. So uh, I've always had nothing but but respect for, for our good friend Cristiano here. So I thought that was uh, interesting. That's right. So uh, here we are. Um, let's get right into it, right? Or, Cristiano, you got any stories? Or I got was plenty of them, but, the you know, again, those are from my OnlyFans channel. Uh, Carlos is saying that JJ is sneaking uh, on your back. He's photobombing you. What can I say? Uh, JJ is a touchy subject. We're not here to talk about JJ today. <laughs> All right. Porto. A game where Benfica had the... Uh... Well, that's all for You really want to get in. Like, I have to interrupt you, bro. You really want to get into this right away. I don't know if there's anything else that we could talk about. I got, just I got an idea. I got an idea. Now, forget idea. the mandate. I mean, talking about Porto, that's a ba- that's a ban. Don't no matter what you do, you're gonna scratch for the rest of your life. You're gonna have a scar there. Okay, so let's talk about interesting things here, right? Cristiano Liborio, what's going on? Welcome to the pot. How'd you become a Benfiquista? And, and tell us about you know how Cristiano Liborio lives the Benfica you know life day to day. Bye. Starts a bit off. Let's see. Let's. Int- it's just sure, I was spot. waiting for his microphone to be good to get into that. Starts a bit. I got a fudeu. What's up, my dudes? Who's this? Davy Hand. Yo, everybody in the chat. Oh, wow. Everybody getting in on the action today. Uh, Hello, all the 
well, hello all the freddies and uh and everybody that's uh that's we never get any ladies on cristiano you gotta you gotta do something to get some ladies on this chat nothing but a sausage fest here uh, David, David, do, do me a favor, David. Why don't you give your good friend Nelson some advice and tell him not to do it to himself? He's going to leave the podcast to go watch the, the other the cursed team, along with my New York Rangers, the other cursed team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Don't do it, brother. Stick around. Cristiano, Chris, Chris, Livorio, he'll get his microphone working soon enough. And uh, yeah, stay here. It's not going to be as gut wrenching. You already had to live through that, through that, you know, nightmare on Saturday. Now you're going to do it to yourself again. I don't do it. <laughs> Davian is here. I haven't seen Davian in a second. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Carlos, everybody says uh, everybody's here. Timo. Everybody's up, here for Timo? the free uh, therapy session. Come on. Chico Marcelino was the first one to get in. Chico, man. I, 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 listen, I love Bob, all. Bob the Builder is here. All we need is Dora the Explorer. Then we got the whole set. <laughs> I I love, I absolutely love all the Freddies. And so hats off and respect to all you guys. And thank you for all the support uh, along the years. But those guys that are. Right now, what is it, 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning in, in Sweden and in Portugal and whatever? I mean, when there was real on roulette and roulette, it's cerveja. Michael Madeira is here also. What's is he from Madeira? Michael? Is he from Madeira? Michael Wood. Or, from, or is he from Masur? Robert Fernandes. Wow, everybody's getting in on this action. That's everybody's anxious. Everybody's you know anxious. what happens? Everybody got FOMO of your, oh, uh, of your stories. That's why. Yeah, Shiku. Shiku should have stayed away. I mean, look, we are living Vietnam 2.0. Come on, Shiku, man. You talk about nightmares. Nightmares, brother. Much of my life. Rob, I'm going to see uh, Deftones and Gojira this weekend. I hope you're excited for me. You're going to uh, see who? The Deftones and Gojira. Case. I'm a quiz of the Kellish. 1980s porno movie. <laughs> that, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of that, honest to God. And, you know, you you listen to some funky music, but um, Michael Madrid is from Coimbra, so there you go. It's close, close to Madrid. It's close Chico Marcelino says School. he always watches at three a.m. My man, appreciate all. The all right, let's get this going, man. Let's go, let's bro. get this going because the the longer we go, the the more depressing it's gonna get, or not. Uh, yeah, so when Port Cristiano comes back, we'll ask him all the questions. Right we'll now, he's to, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Dave, keep notes of the questions we need to ask Cristiano <laughs> when he comes back. Uh, that's right. See, Sheik Marcelino doesn't want to talk about Gojira. Yeah, this weekend, it's it, this is a this was a, a show that's that's been canceled twice now. It was right before COVID happened. Yeah, so Rob knows what what I'm talking about because him and I trade messages all the time. Um, so anyway, Red Baron is here, North Arlington in the house. Red LeBaron, Meineke <laughs> Athletics. <laughs> So anyway, uh, the game at Stadio Luz on on Saturday, uh, Porto with the with the chance to uh, or with an opportunity to win the league with uh, one point with a tie or, or a win over Benfica. Benfica with a game where they had a chance to uh, to to kind of you know save their a little bit of their skin, a little bit of their pride, uh, and, and certainly uh, the team tried. I got to say the team tried. But it wasn't enough. I'll give you the lineup. We'll get into it. Flacudimus, Gilberto, Otamendi, Vertonghen, and Grimaldo. Weigel and Tarapt. Diaz and Lazaro. Ramos behind Darwin. Cristiano, when you saw this lineup, what did you think of this lineup? With Diaz and Lazaro. Well, Diaz, I, mean, I know you're you're happy about. I was excited. I mean, hometown representing Gafanya, bro. I mean, it's not every day you get to get a Gafanyoto in a Benfica starting lineup. And we had it in the Classico. So, um, all jokes aside, though. I mean, look, once you saw it... Um, 
you're kind of you're at the point now of the season with two games remaining. Whether you win or lose in this game, it really wasn't going to change anything in the standings. It was just more of a pride, and you know, obviously, you always have that that crazy uh, matchup and that crazy rivalry we've spoken with the Porto. You never want to lose to those guys. So, aside from that, you know, we were in the it is what it is. Well, you know what I mean? It is what it is. And so uh, it was good to see. It was good to see the team come out and actually put an effort to it. In the first few minutes, I thought Benfica tried to keep possession of the ball. You know, kind of like the whole keep away. If you don't got it, you can't do any damage with it. But after that, it was just it became a very, very poor showing of football on both sides. It was not one of the games that we're definitely going to go back and uh, rewind the tape to check out. It's not going to be in the RTP Memoria. Anytime soon. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> no, oh, here it is. He's back. Chris is Chris is here. Chris, back, what's I'm happening, back. man? Welcome to the show. <laughs> I know, man. I know. I've been going in and out. This technologia is not working for me today. So, Chris, let me uh let, let me come off hard, bro. Tacoma off hard. It's not working, man. It's not working. <laughs> I'm two centimeters off the whole time. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh well, depends <laughs> on how the two centimeters go on that one, right? I'm supposed to have a I'm supposed to have the drums, but I don't it was a little late, guys, but you know it was I don't drum either though. <laughs> <laughs> no, Xander, you gotta get you gotta get reassigned to a different uh, duty because you you don't do a very good job on on the sound effects, man. I gotta hey. be honest. Think it is? Oh, okay. All right, yo, take it easy, all right. Coming. In so, the, uh, in the, in the vacuum pau, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Libody, let me ask you this, man. Coming into this game, what, what were your expectations for this game? And then after you saw the the lineup? Well, I'll tell you one thing, man. The, the expectation was I didn't want to lose. And the other expectation was I didn't want those dudes to be celebrating. In our stadium. At the stadium. Yeah. And they did enough to try to not make it happen. I'll tell you one thing. I thought I thought Lazaro had a great game. You well, know, I thought there were dudes it, it there that bad. played for the shirt. You know, that sprint that Darwin made all the way back. That sprint that Darwin made all the way back. On the, on the, the Portugal man, uh, João Mario came back too. There were dudes there that played, man, that didn't want to lose or tie either. But I think it was one of those games. It was almost like damage control. They were just trying to, like, if he thought of Mouse Mayors, you know? And it yeah. kind of didn't work out. Yeah, look, I, I thought that. Hey, Mike, shout out to you too, but. <laughs> and I thought that, uh, look, I, I we said this here before that Verissim was comfortable when you give possession to, when you give possession to the other team and then you go on that counter uh, to use the speed uh, of Darwin. But it looked like the, the team wanted to paint a good image of themselves in front of their, their fan base. Uh, I just think that uh, when you look at this game and you look at the performance of, uh, of Porto, it's, you have to, you, you have to look at, the, and I hate to, to compliment these guys, but you have to think that their experience and their maturity this season and this team in general is what won them the game because they were very patient they knew that Benfica really wasn't posing any danger. As a matter of fact, I think what their goalie had, like maybe one or two saves that I that I could remember, uh, and then just waited for their moment. They when the when the when the whistle sounded, they were already champions because all they needed was a point. Exactly, so, but that's but course, I think that I think the, I think that's 
a lot of the reason why they play the way that they did. Yes, Alfredo, you're correct. They, you know, these guys have been in battles over the last couple of years. You know what I mean? They've they, they've won two titles now. It's the second title in three years. You know, they've, they've got a lot of experience up and down that lineup. But at the same time, it was very easy for them. I mean, Benfica hasn't exact, exactly been lighting anyone up. And I, hey, look, Benfica had all the pressure on them at the start of the lose. Porto needed a draw, and they're champions. They're fine with that. And if they were able to keep Benfica off the scoreboard, they were still going to celebrate. So it was, you know, for them, with the exception of that one goal that, you know, some some way, somehow, they found the frame that, that was able to show that, you know, uh, Darwin was off sides. With the exception of that one play, they weren't under any any, any constant pressure. Darwin was not offside. Yeah, unfortunately, we'll, we'll, in, in that angle, in that in that frame, he was, and uh, we'll, I mean, we'll get we'll get into it. that in yeah. in, in a little bit. But, but uh, I just wanted to finish off with that. Look, that, Porto was playing with house money. Porto was playing with house yeah. money, and then on top of it, look, this has been going on now. It's not this season or the year before. The year before, it, this has been going on for years. Well, Porto knows that they're in the Benfica players, the Benfica fans. They're in our head. Call it what you want to call it, but they know coming into Stadelus. They look, Alfredo. I remember years ago, I made the reference. Porto's type of team comes in your house, opens your kitchen, opens your refrigerator, drinks all your, you know, drinks all, all, all your beer, eats all your frango, goes in your room, smashes your wife, and walks out the door and doesn't even, you know, walks out the house. And that's the way they are. I mean, Fico always try to do things a polite way. We try to approach things. We're classy. We want to, you know, come here and play proper football. And in games like this, man, all that shit's out the window. And Porto, I think Porto, again, as I said before, they were playing with house money. They had nothing to lose, with the exception of, you know, Benfica putting any type of pressure on them consistently. They never did. And so um, they did what they had to do, man. Yeah. It sucks Dave, to admit, but. Dave, what about you? I know that watching Benfica for you lately has been almost like a, a, a trip to your favorite, uh, to your favorite, to your favorite Dentist. mistress, mistress, where you get uh, whipped and chained up and, and treated like a baby. Uh, Some people are into that, you know. How <laughs> <laughs> was your how was your experience watching this game? Uh, I got to give it to Benfica. They really came out strong. Uh, the first ten minutes, you could tell that they uh, they were coming for a, a result here, and they they were playing with uh, some pride and didn't want uh, these guys to be crown champions uh, at our home. But Porto, uh, you got to give it to them. They weathered the uh, the storm there uh, after the uh, initial rush and. The uh, game settled down. Um, I thought Porto came out uh, to start the second half on the uh, the strong foot um, there, but got to be honest with the uh, the Freddies, uh, Alfredo and Chris uh, already know uh, what happened. But as soon as I saw the those VAR shenanigans and the uh, two centimeters yeah. off, yeah. I uh, shut off the game because yeah. Um, yeah. this this league isn't worth my my time and stress if they're going to be. Putting up with uh, yeah. those shenanigans. No, so look, uh, that was uh, my protest. As soon as you you see how long it was taking, you knew they were, they were up to something. Okay, let me, let me put this into perspective for 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 you guys. So I went whether, and grabbed the Vaseline jar. So, so whether you're in Canada or whether you're in the United States, where we use inches in Canada, use centimeters. Two centimeters is three quarters of an inch. Yep. Right. Three quarters of an inch. 0.78 to be exact. Now, seven, imagine, eight, three, imagine how small that is. That could be. How can you detect that that's two inches? Because the line placement, you can't get that precise to two centimeters to a guy's shoe or a guy's elbow. It could just be a fold on your sh on your sleeve. 
two centimeters. How are you going to call two centimeters? And I've always heard that if it's if it's doubtful, advantage then the advantage the goes if the attacking if, team. If you're even, you're on. And look, that two centimeters has to be considered as an even. Isn't this like the fourth goal? Of the last six, Benfica's actually scored six goals on Porto over the last couple of games or whatever few games, and this is the fourth one that got called back on VAR. Some crazy stat like that. Well, I, I saw. think I saw something that it was like the last two goals have been a combined uh, six centimeters off. So I guess the last one was four centimeters, and this one was two centimeters. So, no, and, you know, the next one's going to be one centimeter, right? No, and I, I know that in the EPL that what they're trying to do is they're trying to thicken the lines to get rid of some of those marginal differences. That's what they're trying to do. But, you know, and I have to agree with Chico Marcelino. He was saying that as soon as it took that long yeah, to get to it, you knew they were up to, to no good. You knew they I were think up to no good. I've always what? said that the, 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 the offside rule should be changed to if there's daylight. Because this body on my head. No, bro. To me, it's real simple. Is there daylight? Because it's a lot easier to determine daylight. Then it is to determine if your shoulder or your orelia. What if you got a big nose? You know what I mean? Like it's just it's stupid. So I believe they should change it to the, if there's actually daylight between the whatever between the defending uh, a player and an attacking player. If you can see daylight, he's offside. If you can't see daylight, and I'm slightly ahead, of, it is what it is. But I'm slightly ahead of you. So well, in the EPL, they don't even measure it, right? It's just the thickness of the line. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. They yeah. they thickened up the lines to get rid of those marginal differences but two centimeters man, man. Well, that's did, just kill that's killing the game did you guys see the image that they used the ball, the ball was out of left. the ball was out of what the man's foot the already. Ball was already out of his yeah, foot that's, like, that yeah there was a, a frame after i took a picture of the tv man they like it doesn't even make sense how are you gonna put that frame on live television choose that frame when the ball already departed from the dude's foot it, yeah. it, it just it, it, it's just a, making a mockery of, of, of our league at this point. Let me yeah. tell you what's a mockery. You know what a mockery is? I'm going to tell you what a mockery is. And you guys are scholar ones. But let me tell you what a mockery is. Mockery is, we knew, we know very damn well going into these games that this shit's going to happen. And yet we still expect a different outcome. So we're the suckers. Exactly. And then it happens. And then we come out here. We cry about it. And now, like I said, it's four now of the last six. But if he has actually scored, I don't know how many games now. The last three, four games. If he has put the ball in the back of the net against Fulco de Porto six times, only two of them have counted. This happens over and over and over. That fruta fresca has been going around. That shit ain't fresca no more. Stop pudding. That shit's been going around for 40 years. All right? Pudre seu, caralho. Yeah, no. Look, we, we all know. And I don't think there was anybody surprised by by everything that happened. Now, Shiku one. said it, and, he, and and I'm not trying to piggyback on him, but I I believe like like Shiku felt, we've all felt. I as soon as that it took, it's like when a Benfica play goes to VAR, and I'm not trying to be a sourpuss here because yes, Benfica over the years has gotten calls, favorable calls. I say this to Portistas and people we talk to all the time and discuss Portuguese football. Yes, I am not naive enough to come on here and tell you on a public format, or to tell you in private matter when I'm with you having a cafe, that Benfica has never been favored. Absolutely. Every team, unfortunately, every team gets favored. And Benfica, there's been times, dubious times, where I'm like, come on, that shit ain't right. But that being said, that being said, I want to see this over and over and over again. Rub it in your face, mud, and just all over your face. This is constant with Puffball with the Porto. It's the equivalent of going into a bank 
with a gun made out of soap and no mask and walking out and still people can't identify you. And they got images of your ass everywhere, cameras, but yet they just keep getting away with murder. And so, yes, Benfica gets favored, but not, I mean, it's never been Scarada Mint like this, bro. And so, I it's think all the three big teams, all, 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 all of the Tres Grands get, you know, they, they, they do get favored over the little ones. I, uh, I, I, little I ones. agree with that. I and agree I've mentioned that. this on, on the show a number of times, man. It, it's, I think it's instilled in our mentality, too, as like a country on Povo that the big teams can't lose against the middle or, or lower teams. And when that happens, it's like, you know, it's like the, the Cavaliers do apocalypse are coming, you know. It, it's, <laughs> it's just nuts. But then when it's the games between us, it's like every single thing is called, man. Like, there's people out there that analyze every, like, piton that hits an ankle, you know. Every frame. Yeah. And then, you know, it all depends on how you take the, the picture. Some of them look horrendous. But, but, but uh, you know what, uh, you know what, uh, Chris? Uh, the thing is that a, a lot of blame has to be given not only to the league, but also to the media. Uh, oh, because, the, the, because in the EPL... All right, and and I watch the EPL quite regularly. There's only a certain number of replays that you will be shown, right? In the Portuguese league, <laughs> they got all these camera angles, fast forward, slow motion, blah blah blah, to capture all these things. But when it comes to capturing of the right frame and the VAR, they can't get the job right. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Totally wrong. It's the opposite. They have it to catch that frame to frame it. You get what I'm saying? The That's why they have so many of them. It's because they want to frame it. Man, so, that sounds like Inception. That's like a frame within a frame. It's all <laughs> mind games. Yeah, Samara. Yeah. Hey, write the script, yo. Inception. Yeah, exactly. No, Inception it, the yeah, it's uh, it's um, and look, I'm not saying that that if Benfica scores that goal, we would have won that game. But certainly, it it gives a different tone to the game, and it gives a different a different a different approach for Porto because now Porto has to come out and look for the result. Uh, it's but, funny, but, Raining Entertainment is saying out here in the chat, but they, you know, they can't figure this shit out, but they promote the 5G. I was actually going to say, they actually have people flying in and dropping the ball in the league. Remember the balls flying? You could, they could do all that, but they can't get a video uh, uh, angle. They can't get a VAR decision corrected. It's just, look, bro, they don't get it correct. They don't get it correct, guys. Let's call a spade a spade because they don't want to. Somebody right. wrote it on the chat. Somebody wrote on the chat that they would love to hear the conversation between the refs in the. They do that in Australia. They do we that in Australia. We say that all the time. Uh -huh. We would Absolutely. love to hear it. Epa, no, no, for them to do Benfica aqui, no, no, pera, mais outra vez, no, 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 epa, não, o Benfica não pode ganhar, estou, estás maluco, é? Agora está fixe, bora. O gajo disse mil euros, não, 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 outra imagem. Não, ouve, ouve lá, tu não eras, tu não eras tu que recebeu um basquete de bananas ou queres peso? É bom, o que é que tu quer? A meia branca, a meia branca, a bola é branca, usa o frame que a bola já partiu, confunde-se com a meia, no one's gonna notice. Oh, man. So obvious, it's such a shame. And then it's mockery, bro. They make fun of us in all these other countries. And they laugh in our faces. On top of it, it's so obvious. And then on top of it, they, they like you said, they, it's, they mock us. Yeah, it's, and then our players, man, you see in the Champions League and, and uh, Europa League, anything happens, they like raise their hands, like throwing hands in the air. They fall. It's like the cartão. The national team does it too, man. You know, it's yeah. until yeah. they start it's, playing another yeah. country. Unfortunately, it's it, it it has to be a joint effort. And I've been doing. I've been saying that from the the federation, from the league, from the media. There has to be something where they could use their power and their influence to really get get rid of all this scrutiny 
that teams are victims of week in, week out to scrutinize every little single frame, every single just yeah, just play, man. Stop it. We got to stop that. But look, we, we talked about before that the frames and the angles, right? Is it the reverse? Maybe, maybe this is the old rabbit out of a hat. They're just smarter than all of us because they know if Snoa controversy, not other people follow the League of the Maryland. So they start that's, all this shit up now. Too. Hey, there is no bad, was there's no bad um, publicity. Hey, they get at least it's a way for the for us and the rest of the world to talk about them. Well, they figure plays against seven. Can we mention, can we mention channels here, or is that is that, is you, that know, you, can, you can you could mention anything, man? You guys have you guys watched the game? Let's say if you watch the game on Gold TV in Spanish, let's say, and then that's you my watch, boy, that's Nino. my boy Nino, man, Nino, Nino Torres. Those guys sometimes it's almost like you hear them giggling in the back on some of these calls. It's mm -hmm. laughable. Nino's you know a good guy. Yeah, so I, I watch I'd rather watch him and and, he, and if he's one of your buddies then you know props to him he does he does a great job man. like it, it it's just I love to hear them say things because I'm biased they're unbiased they, they're unbiased you know like so they don't but they say things like and, and I'm like yeah I agree with these guys and then you go watch Sport TV and it's like these dudes are like it's no it's like a different game must you got I'm, listen listen you guys are a thousand percent correct right and i totally agree every time you hear a, a, a benfica game on sport tv it's ridiculous but but this is why i have to pump the brakes here ladies and gentlemen and no, i'm the i'm the voice of reason think about that. that's how crazy this shit's gone i'm the voice of reason here <laughs> that bro as bad as it is on those channels it's just as bad on benfica tv that shit's ridiculous I just want to point that out there. I, well, so I'm benficaista. I'm a diehard. We, we forget out. We're diehard benficaistas, and I'm. I, I, sometimes I want to. I want to turn shit off. I mean, we're losing three zero. Like, oh, that's your quinto canto para o Sport Lisboa, Benfica. Like, bro, you're losing. Like, fucking cares about the 17th corner kick. Like, you act like you're winning something. It shit's annoying. So I just have to say that as well. Milton, welcome. We're we're talking about it right now. Milton, mega. The two, the two centimeters, it's it, it's it's such a ridiculous thing, uh, and the thing is that look, um, I'm a a VAR supporter because I know what it adds to the game and I know how that could be a great tool for referees. But the way it's used in Portugal, and I've always said that the VAR is great, but it's still going to depend on the guy that's working those angles and making those calls as he's watching. So if he's a crook on the field, he's going to be a crook in the office in front of the monitor. There's no, there's no escaping that, you know. So the whole thing, they need to get rid of all these referees. They need to get rid of this bit points. They don't need to get rid of the somebody, referees, bro. They need to get somebody to police this shit correctly, Alfred. Because you're not going to just find better referees. You're a referee yourself, right? They need someone to come in in transparency, right? As Cristiano mentioned before, as we've all mentioned on the podcast, the Freddies, I think everybody, whether you're Porto Benfica, well, Porto is the only one, but Sportingista, Portista, whatever the hell club you root for, we want transparency. Let's hear the audio, right? Let's hear the communication between the VAR and the referees. I think that's a step in the right direction, okay? Because now we get to judge over, we get to see, because sometimes there's different angles. Like I've, I've often said, and Alfredo, again, you're a referee. I could look at you right back in the days. I could accept that Alfredo. You know what? What the hell? Were you? Oh, bro, Chris, I didn't get the angle, bro. There's a guy in my way. I didn't see it the way you saw it. But now, thankfully, right, there's VAR to correct for your lack of angle, right? For your lack of movement on the field as a referee. But somehow, some way, they still miss it. That is manipulation. 
and we don't mind. I think I think all of us, in a way, would rather it go back to the way it was before, where there was look. At least you could fool me. I know it was fixed, but there's that doubt, right? Right? No, no, can problem is at least yo. There's the benefit of the doubt, right? Yo, Nuvi. It was was the, the plausible deniability. Like it is hey, okay, new weeks. Now, how can you tell me that you didn't see it? Well, as you guys mentioned, 50 freaking cameras all the way around, but yeah, you can't see it. No, you don't want to see it. So I think everybody would rather go back to the way it was before, where like, hey, we just got to take your word for it, or transparency. Make everything visible and and, and, and uh, listenable, whatever, audible for everybody to make their own decisions. And I think that's a step in the right direction. But this league doesn't want to do that. They don't want to do that. And Milton said something right. It's not the first time that there's a two-centimeter call. There's been one centimeter, zero centimeters. I mean, all those measurements look the same on the TV to me. I'm like, man, these are some nice rulers that these guys have, man. It's nuts. But you guys know that in the World Cup, that's it, right? It's going to be AI. Right. That's what I hear. Yeah, it's going to be AI to do the lines for, for, for the offside. I guess you're going to have cameras like the either the bird's eye view one and one going up and down the yeah. the, the they're able line. to do it in tennis they do it in tennis they got the ai in tennis but i just don't see how you do it with a human being because i could see it in being implanted in your shirt right i guess what they're gonna have chris, sensors on both it shoulders it doesn't have to be like that chris all that okay, has to know. do is the ai when uh -huh. it looks at the camera angle and looks at the field they're gonna the lines are gonna line up with the markings on the field so it's going to be the exact thing. There's not going to be a human person setting the lines where it can make a difference, where two centimeters is nothing. So what you're saying is Artur Suarez is not going to be in the booth? <laughs> no. He's going to lose a job. It's going to be a, a, a computer. Yeah, he's going to go. Be, he's going to be unemployed, David. He's going to no, be. He's, got a, he's, he's not going to be in a booth. He's got a restaurant in Porto. He's got, he's got a bakery or a club in Porto that all the big shots went to inaugurate. So he's going to have a job still. Yeah, but the, the, the problem with the GPS is that the GPS is is in one central spot in a player, which is usually their back in between their shoulder. Yes. So it's hard to tell when you're measuring a shoulder or when you're measuring a foot based on that GPS. But that's why I said, Alfredo, you're going to have sensors on the shoulders. I don't know. I mean, they could technically do that. Nowadays, you could put it in the seams. I don't know. How yeah, about they, having an offer? Someone suggested uh, be like, you know, from zero to five, he's not offside. I would be yeah, okay be. with that. It could, there's, a margin, there's, there's a margin for error for everything, right? Yes. And, there should and be a tolerance. The lines, there's a margin for error. There's got to be a margin for error. But Dave, but if you got the same guys that we had in the booth this weekend, instead of five, it's six centimeters now. Oh, shit. It's more no, than five. No, in right. the law, in the, it's got to be written in, in the law there that it's got to be zero to five or zero to ten centimeters. But yeah, There should uh, be a tolerance, right? A tolerance. Man. And is it really? A, 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 I agree with you, Cristiano, with in terms of the daylight measurement. I like that one the best. But but certainly, I have to think that if a guy is two centimeters, three centimeters, even ten centimeters ahead of another guy, that's not really an advantage. I don't think. That's. I mean, like two a half centimeters. A, no, but ten. Ten half, is what half five inches. Yeah, half a step. I don't even know. But like five five inches is is. It's how the rule's written, though. But five inches is different than five centimeters. Right, but that's... I don't know what the hell centimeters are, Dave. We're in America. Like ten, that's that's like, here. Chris is saying Can't 10 centimeters or five I, centimeters. I have, dois, I have about... I'm 6'2", so that's about almost dois metros. So just go down there. 
No, nah, that's about like 190. Like a metro no, 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 no. like one. 10 centimeters to inches is about four inches. All right, so go ask Gudinho. He knows the measurements. He was able to figure out the two inches with his boy. <laughs> the but point like, is... The, but the even point. that AI thing, man, it's not going to solve much because some of these countries can't even afford that. I mean, Portugal just played Serbia. They didn't even have goal line technology. The ball was in past the line, and they didn't see that either. And it was more than two centimeters. Yeah, so five five inches would be twelve centimeters. Yeah, hey Dave, according to what T Timo just put on there. Dave, uh, reigning entertainment is saying Arsene Wenger gave you an idea that as long as you're beside the player, you're on only if there's a bro. Cristiano Oliveira just said that. Even is on, right? Even is on, yeah. Even that was that was the the. Chris, old... you do? I didn't do. I didn't touch none. We're still live. Yeah, we're still live. Oh, you you, just... you weren't for a bit. Me? Your yeah, last you, now. you popped up on the second uh, screen here. Yeah, no. It's the freaking hackers. Look, the thing is that... Uh, the <laughs> We're thing talking is, too much. We're talking too much here. The, in the EPL, the amount of time that it takes to 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 see what, or, or judge whether a play was on or offside, it, it's less than a minute. Okay. Maybe I would even say 30 seconds. How quick those guys get to it. In Portugal, and going back to the initial comment, how we, this all started... As soon as you see that long taking, you know they're up to no good. And it's so obvious. It's so obvious. And Benfica has been uh, has allowed this this poca vergonha to go on. And it's just I don't I don't know. And I've said here before if it wasn't for Benfica, the Liga Liga Portuguesa would be the last thing that I would watch. Yeah, see, I like. Let's talk about that rather than the ref. It is what it is, man. The call's been made. Right. I don't want to sit and cry about the ref, but it is true. Benfica does need to, at some point, make a stand. And in particular, now when they're trying to negotiate television rights, and it's like, bro, my man, wake up and smell the salt. Without me, you're worth two cents. All right, two centimeters. That's what you're worth without me. So, oh, show a little bit more respecting. But at the same time, I don't like that. I don't like that either because I don't think a team, just because they're the biggest team in the country, should get any type of favorable uh, treatment. I just think that they need to be squared on them. And I want transparency. I want all this shit up in front of all of us. I want all the games to be ref the right way. Forget about o clube maior do Copacin. Bro, let's, let's try to come up with some reasonable refereeing because this shit needs to stop. It's been going on. For way too long, you have too many companies not to be indecided on this garbage. There's millions of dollars at stake. There's actually people dying outside the stadium because this shit means something to them. And yet we have Mickey Mouse referees, Mickey Mouse leaders of the Federação running this Mickey Mouse of a league. It's just unacceptable. There's real right. lives at stake. There's real there's real things that are at stake. I agree. And and here's a one for, for Nelson that was just saying if it takes longer than 30 seconds then it's 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 not as obvious as everybody thinks so look uh like shannon said it is what it is um and the one thing that in, they didn't want to happen or any bifigista wanted to happen was to see porto celebrate that that style illusion unfortunately uh that's been a reflection what the season has been domestically for 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 benfica uh they've had a stat and that was basically Nelson Verissim couldn't win more than two two straight games domestically, um, but but that's that's another story. Uh, but in in terms of what Benfica's season has been, this is just a, a reflection, um, and and shame on us that we thought that the players would would find some some pride and and to 
that would dig deep and 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 get the result that we wanted and not be not have to go through that again to that humiliation again um but us as fans i think that we we kind of we wanted to win that game more um than the players did and, and that shows what libody was saying before that in the 93rd minute it was darwin and João mario defending against three players from porto and João mario was already at halfway line he was the one the one guy that was in the back and actually gudinho got there at almost at the same time as uh as as uh darwin so why couldn't other players get to it but it's just been the reflection of of what we've seen this season in terms of uh, the commitment and and the the passion and the pride that these these players have had um and i know that there's uh, a lot of talk about not to get off topic here there's a lot of talk about uh, us signing uh the one of the orta brothers um and I know Chris Ricardo Orta, and I know that that Chris has his his own opinion about uh, Ricardo Orta we signing. But well, listen, I'll put it. I don't think not only to cut you off, but we never really like. Qual é foi o esquema de jogo do Benfica este ano? Não foi nada. A tática de jogo. We a gente nunca encaixou, bro. We we never clicked. In the a, whole season. The whole the season. Whole season in, a, in a defined way of playing. It was like at one point it was like bola para frente, corre o Rafa, corre o Darwin. And just, that, that was our our play our... and make something happen you know we didn't have uma funny song joke like Benfica is playing uh open wide cut lines diagonals uh Benfica was playing pelos corredores. like you didn't know what you didn't know what we were doing the only time Benfica has been successful and when they play their best football all season long we talked I mean I think we've said it a million times we talked about it last week when we were trying to you know uh, do the a nossa prognostication para o jogo contra o Porto, que era, bro, Benfica is at its best when they just sit back, defend, and catch teams on a counter with Rafa on one side, Darwin on the other. That's the only time Benfica's actually played some decent football this year because every time they've had possession, they've had control of, of the game, with, with the exception of touching it around beautifully in their own half, right? They, they didn't do shit going forward because there is a tremendous lack of creativity in our midfield forward. As you guys know, a lot of it I mess around with, but a lot of it I mean it as well. Delta Opt has a special talent, but he's way, he's a huge roller coaster up and down. The dude is capable of doing, you know, some some fantastic things, and he's capable of doing some 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 horrendous things on a football pitch. Um, and so there is no creativity in the midfield. João Mario's been a dud, with the exception at the beginning of the season. He actually played decent at the beginning, and then obviously reverted back to what we all expected him to be. Vigo is not the type of player that's going to carry a team on his back and organize play and spread it out and open it and, and, you know, and, and dictate how things go. The only other guy that was in there that, you know, again, you've had uh, Paul Bernardo way too green at this stage of his career. You've had so many different guys, but yet there is a tremendous lack of creativity, tremendous lack of someone that could organize the play. There is no guy that's going to have a maestro that's going to dictate pace. And you've seen it. You've seen that game after game. Benfica had trouble but also creating. coaching. But that goes, but Alfredo, coaching, look, I mean, it's the obvious, right? We've had, you know, the, the, the Mestre de Tatica uh, came in and he struggled last year. And when, you know me, I bought into the whole COVID. I thought I thought he actually played a role in Befica's disastrous season last year. But Not this really. season, obviously, that, that excuse is out the window, right? That excuse gets thrown out the window. Then Befica did what they had to do. And I'm still a guy that when it comes back 
when you come back to me in 20 years from now and you ask me, Chris, that 2021-22 season, you know, talk to me about it. And my thoughts are going to be as bad of a job as J.J. was doing. I thought it was it was the way that it happened, the firing him because your inmates are, un, are upset at the way that you're running things. I thought that was the wrong message to send to the club at the time. I thought Ricosta should have just told J.J., look, sh- stick around for another week. We're going to tell everybody, come on, I keep some snores. And then we'll come up with some bullshit excuse to get rid of you. But I thought that was the wrong message to send to the fan base, to send to the team inside the locker room. I just think that the way this whole season has been managed by the powers that by those that you know that have the powers, right? It was just I don't think anything was planned, with the exception of Darwin. I think everything else has been a disaster. Man, yeah. I wasn't happy with the second coming of Jesus either, you know. But I I even felt worse. When the way that they let him go midseason, I don't like that. You know, it worked once with Lash that we actually made it happen, and he did something. And you know what, Adam Shfalilj, he knows Sabiams. You yeah. know, some of us at least. But now, like, you can't do this. You can't hype up a man for coming again. Give him like all the money he wants. He brings in all these players, and a lot of them weren't even him. It wasn't his choice of players. There was something in there that, or someone that brought all these guys and then expect a miracle in the first season and then COVID hit, and I understand. But then in the second season, I mean, you don't even give the dude a chance. Man, let him finish. Then let him go. Look, look at what it resulted. It worked well in the Champions League, but, man, we we got lucky on some of those games, guys. I'm sorry, man. I mean. No, we we did. And, and, and the way we, we set up and Vrissim set up, which is a, you know, a, a small team mentality, kind of played in, in our favor. Uh, the Barcelona game, um, the Ajax game, which we, I think we were fortunate to, to come out of that, that game or, or that fixture with the win. Um, but certainly it, it played into our – it played into the mentality of the team. It played into the mentality – even the fans. I remember talking to Hugo and Cristiano – and saying, what the hell is Rikosta doing appointing uh, Vrissim until the end of the season? He that, waved the white bro, flag, bro. Right off the bat, right that's, the, that's the tone the that you're setting for this team. You're telling this team, this guy is just going to help the boat float all the way to the end of the season. There, there's going to be no extra rowing, nothing else. He's just going to keep it afloat until the end of the season, and let's just get through this. And that was the wrong message I don't even to think, send I don't, the team. I don't even think that was a message. We're gonna keep it afloat. I just thought, look, this guy's gonna drive the bus with the with the four flat tires, and he's gonna get it to the finish line. And no which, disrespect, which, and no disrespect to Verissi, man. No disrespect to him. I mean, he was he works for the club, so right. Yeah, no, I, I can't I can't blame him. Obviously, right? No, I don't blame him. I blame the powers that be that put him in that position. He's got. He has his limitations that we saw already when he took over for Lash. We saw his limitations then. Yeah, why did anybody think that now was different? Was it because he was having a good year with the B team? Yeah, playing the second division. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people that thought that, but they're drinking a the Kool Aid. That's the that's the tone that you set right away. Um, and look, I I wasn't I, I wasn't really a fan of it, but I accepted it. But I also understood the message that was coming out from the directive, uh, and from Rui Costa saying. This is not ambitious at all. To to appoint this guy to lead the team to the end of the season, and uh, somebody had just yeah, Bruno just said that we were four be- points behind when JJ left. 
right? So I don't know whatever the difference is. It was four with that game going against Porto when we lost like a couple of days later and became right. a seven point lead. But we're still alive in the Taça Portugal. We're still alive in the Champions League. And I believe, we, yeah, not I believe, we know we were still alive in the Taça de Cerveja. So we're still technically in all four competitions we were, we that were, we were. We were out of the Taça Portugal because that was the game. That was JJ's. No, last we played game. Porto. No, that no, that was, was JJ back got to fired. Back. It was we, no, I, th- I thought we played them after. I'm sorry, then I apologize. No, okay. We did. Yeah. We played them before and after. No, no, but I thought the Tasa Portugal game was. I don't know. It's too it many was before Benfica the Tasa yeah. Portugal was before, and he got fired in between the two fixtures, yeah. between the Tasa Portugal and, and the Liga uh, game. Uh, but certainly that was the the wrong message to to send. But again, um, it is what it is. Uh, there's guys questioning where's the audit. Uh, you know, in the his response is, you know, what what audit? Do you know any? Well, you know what an audit is, and whatever, man. I'm just I'm just so fed up with this with this season and what this team has done that I can't wait for the next season to start. But uh, you know, as I said last podcast, it's going to be a rough season. Get ready to be to be in another rough season because hey, I don't so think why do I you so because I don't bro. I for as much credit or or. Where's Carlos? Expectation that I have from from Roger Schmidt, right? I think that it's gonna take a while to clean some of that that balneario, some of that locker room, and also change a little bit of the mentality in these players. His contract's um, one, guys. Three, two with an option. Two with an two option. Plus, yeah, two so, with an option. Man, but two uh, is, uh, you two know, I think look, you need at least five guys by my count that are going to be straight starters that are going to walk into the starting 11 at least five of those guys team is we have the power to do that yes Alfred. It, it, it you put a freaking cone in the middle of the field it might be better than some other options we have today i mean it's not look look it, it to actually add to this team is not the most difficult thing to do and then on top of it we are playing in a company not full of monkeys right it, porto isn't exactly lighting anybody up i mean the exception of such make it in sport so i mean it can be done now we have to be smart. We have to attack the market early on. We have very important games in the Champions League for the playoffs and all that crap starting in July, right? We can't be going into, just like it happened with the first year with JJ, right? They anticipated that they were going to get through Paok and there was a bunch of signings lined up. And if we made the champ, we're going to sign these guys. No, we have to go from day one. When we report July 4th or whatever it is, that week we report to preseason training camp, right? Benfica has to have the core of their team already in camp. It can't be August and here we are negotiating. Oh, yay. We need a we need a left back. Like shit. We've needed a left back for years. We need a, another, you know what I mean? Chris, like you've yeah. needed a right back for years. But but Chris, the other thing is that <laughs> like not a lot back. of players will if there's players on the fence to sign for your team, good players, they might wait until you make that Champions League group stages before they'll make a commitment to you. You're right. But 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 Alfredo, you you are a thousand percent correct. But those players are 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 the I don't want to do this to myself, but I'll do it. Are the Cavani's of the world. Right, those guys got tons of stature. Those guys can pick and choose wherever they want to go. The rest of these other guys, yes, they're still going to be good players. But you have to tell them, look, bro, you worried about us making the Champions League? Yeah, God, I've got Oh, join, help us win. Let's make sure that we're there. You get what I'm like? I think Benfica has to take care of business early. They have a month. We have one more game in between the end of May to the first week of July. They have a month. 
And obviously, July is the first week. That obviously, the contract is end June 30th. You, you get what I'm saying. But they have a month to take care of their business. And, and I think the most important thing, if you were going to have some type of turnaround this season, because I actually think, Alfredo, that is a lot more doable than what you're thinking, right? It has to be done early. D Schmidt has to get these guys in camp. We use camp, whatever American term, but preseason. The league starts early too, Chris. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. The league, Champions League, everything. So these guys have to be in second week in July, the latest. And now they get a chance to work with him. They get a chance to understand what he's asking of play because he is a very demanding coach. For those of you that are not familiar with Roger Schmidt, he's a guy that plays high-paced football, attacking football, which we're all going to like. Tremendous pressure up and down the field. The one thing I can tell you about Roger Schmidt's team, I can guarantee you this right now is – I can't tell you if we're going to play the best. We're going to practice the best football in Portugal. But I can tell we're going to be the most fit team in Portugal. These guys are going to be run until they're freaking drop. Everybody's going to be in shape. So it's going to be very difficult to have a key piece arrive August 13th. Just to pick my birthday. August 13th, when everybody's been there since July 4th, and now you expect this guy to come in and fit like a glove. It's not. No, Benfica has to. And I think, look, so far, They've already guaranteed themselves a couple of signs, even though the media is like, oh, they're Benfica's not These things are done already. So they already have a couple of guys that they've already signed up and took care of business that we know we uh, day one they're going to be in camp. So it's imperative that they do that. If they want to, Alfredo, have a turnaround and not have this disaster season repeat itself once again. Now, now, look, it, I agree with everything that you said. Now, whether Benfica does that in terms of the directive, in terms of Rui Costa, I have a lot of questions about that whether he's capable of doing that or not but in theory what you're saying should be what we need and what needs to happen now whether or not Benfica has the power to close on some deals whether Benfica has the power to lure some of these guys in with the fact that we're we are not sure we got to play four games before we make it to the Champions League that's a totally different story man but I do understand with so whether we still need to sign three star players that the core of that team should be in camp from day one, because anyone that joins after that will have to do a lot of work to catch up physically to the guys that have been there from the first day. I don't want to do all the talking. I want to let these guys talk, but Alfredo, we have to keep something in mind, right? Not every signature that Benfica brings in, not every transfer that comes in has to be 20, 25 million. Benfica could sign 10 players at 7 million bucks each, right? It's 70 million, which is right there in their budget. And they could all seven make a huge contribution to the scene. So I'm just saying there's different ways. You just have to scout. You have to identify the players and you have to make sure that these guys can all add to the roster. If you you're looking you at 20. Like Chris, Chris, you don't feel like we have enough players in, in our league? In each one of these teams that we can go fish one. No, that's but that's what I'm saying, Chris. So yeah. you don't have to spend 25 million on it. You got Lincoln at Santa Clara that would absolutely work on this team right now. Of you course. have Musrati's a little expensive. A Musrati would, but he likes Sangaru as well. There's there's gonna be a bunch of players. Ricardo Huerta's already joined. I'm a little worried about that. Musa, I'm a little worried about that. But there's going to be a bunch of players exiting. There's gonna be a bunch of players coming in. But again, it not every player has to be 25 million. And as a matter of fact. One of the last 20, $22 million players we spent, he's been absolute cheeks. So it doesn't necessarily mean that those guys work instantly anyways. But I, I just wanted you to keep that in mind, Alfredo. We could spend $70 million on seven different players or, or 10. 
You know what I mean? Is, is the Jota coming back from uh, Celtic? No, nah, the Jota's foregone conclusion. Forget about Jota. I mean, yeah. there's a chance because they're only 70%. But I, I think they're going to do everything they can to to exercise his option. And I've been following him. Game, But look, even Jota, what, where's, where's Jota mind at? Does he really want to come back to Benfica? Or if he has a decent proposition or a decent, uh, a decent offer from a team in England, Regardless of the stature of the team in England, does he take that instead? Because I think that the British game is a game that suits Jota more than the Portuguese game. Does is that the decision? I'm that afraid he it's not a British game. It's that 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 fourth tier league suits him a lot better than the Portuguese league. Yeah, I mean, but he's playing, man. He's playing. You know, he's playing, you know, and his confidence is up. Yeah, he's playing. Hey, someone just made a good point, uh, Milton. We got Everton in Portugal, Pepe. Pepe was Everton's replacement after we got Everton, right? And then Portugal got Pepe too. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. that was the other guy that was uh, on on Tavanacalla, if Everton yeah. wouldn't work. <laughs> it looks uh, like it worked out for somebody. But look, we, we'll have a chance to talk more about that. Next week, we'll do our, our uh, buy-keep loan segment. Uh, as we wrap up the the season for the podcast next uh, next week, so we might actually to, get our producer in the building for that one. To, to, don't forget to tune in for that. But uh, certainly, Dave, I'm gonna let you uh, talk a little bit, man. I, and I know that it's been a bittersweet season for you. I know that you like coming on here and talking Benfica, but every time we come on here, it, it seems that it, we're all we're all miserable. And I think that you're you're no exception. And you've had your your fair shares of of letdowns and and our breaks with, with Benfica this season. 100% like I've uh, told you guys in the past here, it seems like it's a it's a job, it's a duty to be watching Benfica the, this season. It's not even that I get any passion or get any, uh, any happiness of watching this team. I watch it so I can be informed uh, here on the podcast, but it's a it's a it's been a job it's been a duty to watch the the uh this team here each and every week and like i said i can't stress enough that uh only one more game to go one more podcast to do and i think uh like you uh said earlier alfredo this uh this break here is gonna uh it's gonna be good for everybody and uh it's gonna be a quick break though because uh like we've said here season's gonna be starting earlier so the preseason's gonna be starting so we'll be back uh, in no time, but God, let's just uh, bury this uh, this season and get it over with. Hey, Dave, Alfredo, I say we just be on live TV, man. Having to, uh, I, I'd go in there. Man. Can we get a weekend at Portugal, please? So I can. Just... <laughs> yeah, usually <laughs> we're 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 uh, we're upset when the international break because that's when Benfica is rolling, you know, and then the international break comes and puts a puts a damper on it, but. God, we could have used a little bit more international breaks yeah, uh, this uh, this season. Hey, Alfredo, I was gonna tell you, just uh, we should just do a show divulging Dave's uh, messages in our chat. I think that'd be entertaining because I mean, Dave has a whole lot to say. Comes on here, he stays quiet. He just nah, lets me give you, you don't want time, but you don't want to discourage that. I want Dave to continue sending those those sour. That's how events. Alfredo, you suckered yeah. me into I ended up putting the game back on because you said that Benfica had scored, so I put it on and then just no, to you, see. You, you <laughs> said, no, no you you said tell tell me just let me know what the final score is, and I said it's gonna be one nothing Benfica. Oh, and you I thought, thought you said don't worry, scored. it's already one nothing. Uh, yeah, and then I put it on and I saw Porto uh, just in time for Porto to uh, score on the counter. And what I say, Dave? What I say? 
Well, Chris, zero, I can't zero. keep up with. Uh, I with said, what I the, said, you know. I said, don't worry, they'll figure out a way to lose. Something yeah. along those lines. It looked like one of those comedy skits, man. Yeah. You're watching it, they, they score. You're like, yes, 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 no, no, <laughs> no. Now that's the crazy. But Chris, that uh, that's sadly, sadly, in in football nowadays, that's everyone's reaction. You get a goal, you like ah, and then you like, you have to wait because of VAR. Like it stops dead man. on your tracks. Do the evolution, man. It, it, it's gotten to that point, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Musa, um, I think Musa is a done deal. I think Orta is a is a done deal. Also, um, I know so that Chris, Chris, now we have twelve strikers out further. How many do <laughs> do we have up front now? Hey, get get rid of Seferovic. He's apparently he's got market in 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 Turkey. Everybody has market in Turkey for some reason. You, if you're thirty plus, uh, you've got market in Turkey. Um, Turkey yeah, USA. <laughs> Come to Bishik. Turk is the new MLS. <laughs> now, look, I, I just I can't wait for next season to start. Dave, let give us some stats on this game so we can move on to the next topic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, not any good stats here, but uh, it is Skip what it is. Skip uh, goals, Dave. Skip the goals. Benfica, Benfica now ends the season with uh, six defeats across all competitions uh, at the Estadio de Luz. Uh, so they lost to, lost to Porto Menes, Bayern, Gil Vicente, Sporting. Liverpool and uh, Porto this uh, season at home equals their worst record since 96-97. So that's uh, right in the dead of uh, the Vietnam uh, era. Benfica with their wow. sixth loss in league competition this season, their worst record since 2010-2011 where they lost uh, seven in the uh, the league. Benfica's record at the uh, new Estadio de Luz against uh, Porto, six wins, seven draws, nine defeats. So... They have not been kind to us uh, at home. We've now failed to beat Porto in the last nine meetings against them. That's uh, ridiculous uh, as well. I'm going to have And with then with that loss, it guarantees that uh, Benfica's never won more than two games in a row with Nelson Verismo. Dave, you're making me want to go drink. Yeah. Listen, Dave, what, this, quick, this was full when the podcast started, boys. Quick question. Benfica's going to finish the season with more road victories than home victories, correct? Yes. I can pull that up quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it's 12-10. Well, they might actually, if they win the next, the the, the 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 last one, I think it's 13 victories, I believe, on the road. You know what? And something just popped in my mind, man. Now that we're talking about Porto game, the other game we played against Porto, man, the VAR again, that yeah. Fabio Vieira handball. Like, Never works. Shot, like, Darwin got his ankle chopped, too, uh, yeah. with uh, Cardoso. Bleeding. Nothing. Yep. Handball adjusted. Nothing. Yep. Two centimeters in this game. I mean, these guys piss me off. We, we all know. We all, uh, unfortunately, you know, this is something that's been going on for years. So we've we've kind of been a little immune. Not, I don't want to say immune because we still suffer as a result, right? But it, it, I mean, we're so it, nothing surprises us anymore. Nothing. Nothing that this league does. And what happens with this refereeing and the same teams always being being favored in crucial moments doesn't surprise us anymore. Across the board, man, the officials have been horrible. Horrible this season. The judge been horrible. I think didn't didn't Gudinho in this game also whistle stop the game on a player that fell outside. He was outside the line. Wasn't Otavi? No, it was it was the one it was the one where Benfica's on a counter. It was an advantage play. 
Yep. If he was on a counter and he stops to give Gurchic a yellow, he could have very well let the play go on. But if yep. he was on a counter, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, they got they got a man they got a man advantage, right? He very easily going on four v two, whatever the hell it was the other way. Could have very well let the play go on. Yeah. Once the play ends, whether it's in a goal, foul, whatever the hell it is, come back and give Gurchic Gr- whatever his name is, give him a yellow, keep it moving. But yeah, these 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 amateur because that's what these are. These are amateur errors by referees, and yet. These amateur errors always happen in a game like this and always favoring the same team. It's just magical. It's magic. Yeah. No, look, it's just, um, I don't know. It's, I, I just feel like I'm banging my, my head against the wall every time we talk about uh, about these referees and about this, this <laughs> league and everything. Alfred, did you see what Bruno Gil wrote? He said, I feel like a sporting the but I want to get... Well, oh, that and crying about the refereeing on this podcast. Uh, I think we've three, done more three, crying three on this podcast. Three years yeah. now that we haven't uh, won the league. I was we getting used. Won, we haven't won a trophy in two, two or three years. Two years? Three. Three, 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 three. Three, right? Uh, a tro- no, what company not? This is second, and then Sporting won in between. Yeah, them. but he's no, just but talking about all, a trophy in general. Oh, a all trophy. Trophies. Well, it was the last one might have been a Super Tassa at the beginning of the 2019 season. That was the last one. <laughs> I love, I love, I love we lost me. that too. I know, Murais, Murais. I love you, brother. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Bro, you have to understand, Mo is, is, is the leader of the fan club. You know what I mean? Dupizi, Dupizi. Oh, Dupizi fan club. I guess. Dupizi yeah. did a lot for our team, and so did Andrea Almeida. Man. They, yeah, but not in these past couple of years. No, and, and it's fine because players age, you know, but they have to realize within them that it is time to go. Yeah. You know, at some point, they, they have to realize that that it's time to go. Yep. The last um, the last I heard, it looks like the Andrea Almeida is on his way out. I certainly hope so. And I, I don't hey, think- listen, these guys are going to – we sit here, and I've said this already <laughs> numerous times. We sit here, we crap all over these guys, but yet they're going to have – they should have a place in the museum, the Mifika Museum. And they will. And they, they will. will. I mean, they're the first – like, they're, they're, they're one of what? They're, they're two, obviously, those two guys, but whatever. Each, each player is one of five. Or six in the history yeah, of the club have, to have one the, the what do you call it the 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 the, the, cuatro, yeah. the tetra tetra yeah. I mean, but as Mo says, those guys played a huge role in Benfica's prior success. And again, we have to tip our cap and phenomenal, keep it moving. But in today's or the last couple of seasons, in today's world, they've been very. It's not even about the fact that they haven't been productive. It's Apparently, their professionalism, the way they carry themselves, the way they they manipulate other people's minds in the locker room, the way they get rid of, you know, coaches, the way. So that's where I think a lot of people have fallen sour on them. But but again, in life, in life, everything gets its due course, right? Everything. Bro, you know, it's kind of like that old line, right? It's sad, but in sports more so than in real life, which is, bro, I need you while I can use you. Once I can't use you, and in particularly in sports, if you're not putting up as much as the guy next to you, look, if it's if there's some daylight between the two of them, you're going to be the guy sitting in the back. But unfortunately, at Benfica, 
in the last couple of years, and I think that's where a lot of the hate comes, is that when there was actually separation in daylight between those guys and other guys, they were still getting the call. And I think that's where um, I think a lot of people have kind of, you know, started to coisa shira mal. Todo princípio tem um fim, man. And it, yep. it, sometimes you got to turn the page. But credit yep. to Almeida, we never got it right back, so he was playing. <laughs> You're right. Guys, after Smith, who... That was it. Yeah, he had he had naked pictures. He had naked pictures of uh, yeah, nobody else, man. You know, yeah. and uh, you know Grimaldo stayed, you know, for this long. But dude, I mean, he, he never had a sub either. Yeah, uh, this upcoming Friday, Benfica will play their last game of their season up at uh, Passo Ferreira, capital do Móvel. Friday, three fifteen local. I mean, they're they're in such a hurry to end the season that they moved the game up to Friday. Just, just finish it already. on Friday. Hey, but Friday look, night. but you, you keep talking about they don't do anything well. Hey, that's fan- good. Get me out of my misery, right? Oh, then you feel smart. Feel smart to relax. Yeah, Chris, they only announced that uh, recently, though. You today, know, we've already today, been on our, our table here. Come on, uh, that they got to release the schedules uh, ahead of yeah. time for people to make their plans, and they only released that I believe yesterday. So yeah, these players need to go on vacation pronto. No, <laughs> no, no, not vacation. They need to go get a U-Haul. The schedule comes out the whole season. You know when the games are going to happen. Well, in Portugal? No, you don't. No, no, not in Portugal. Oh, yeah, I was no. going to say. The APL you do. Yeah, the APL you do. And uh, most, you know, logical leagues have. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You guys got to keep this in mind. I do agree. I agree that it there should be a set date. I do. But you also have to, you, you have to remember this as well. Those... The EPL doesn't the EPL doesn't change the scheduling because obviously it's already set in stone. But they have so many teams, so much power that they don't really care about how they participate and how they do in the European competitions. In Spain, they wait till the very last second to tell you it's a weekend because they want to favor this part of Real Madrid, even though they got crazy power, Real Madrid and Barcelona. And same thing with the Portuguese teams, right? They don't want Benfica playing on on on, on Wednesday and then playing on Saturday, and then playing on Tuesday. So in a way, a lot of that is done to favor our domestic teams. Obviously, we don't like it, right? We want to have that set schedule. It looks Mickey Mouse, but there is a theory behind that madness, honestly. That's the reason why they don't do it, because they're able to help out teams. You know, Benfica plays on Tuesday, and then, you know, when they're going through that rough stretch for Porto Sporting in in, in European competition, they'll come back and play on Monday. So they try to give these guys a breather. So when... In today's world, fans complain about players never getting a break. There's too many games. The league is actually doing something to protect the players, and we're, you know, we're we're bashing him for it. So I just, you know, again, I'm the voice of reason. I'm trying to, I'm just but trying Chris, to point that even out. Even on weeks that are no, see European those weeks, yes, Alfredo. Then you're right. Still delays in the publishing the schedule. No, again, again, they could do a better job, but I'm not saying that what they do throughout the whole year is correct. I'm just saying that there's a re- there's a reasoning behind that during those times. But now, like you said, when there is nothing like in J- January, December, sometimes you got Tasa the Liga games, right? What, what are you doing? What do you, you know what I mean? Why are you doing this? Just come out with a set schedule. I agree with you. Yeah. So Pas Freire comes up this uh this this Friday. I don't have much. I think uh both uh, Benfica and Pas Freire are already set. I don't know if Pas Freire playing for for anything. They're in tenth place, correct, Dave? Pas Freire? They are in tenth uh, place there, and yeah, they can move up and move down slightly, but it's not going to bring them into a European spot, and they're not going to get relegated. They're staying in the league. That's yeah. It. Last, uh, Dave, you want to do the stats, or you want me to do? Them? 
You why don't you take it off uh, from here, Alfredo? Yeah, historically, forty-five wins, five draws, four defeats in previous in the previous fifty-four meetings between Pasos and Benfica. Last ten, nine wins for Benfica, one draw. Pasos uh, is currently tenth, as we mentioned, with thirty-eight points from nine wins, eleven draws, and thirteen losses. Uh, Pasos Freire, last five games against Pasos Freire, one win, two draws, two losses. No, last Pasos Freire games that they played for the league. One win, two draws, two losses. So, uh, but for a lot of these teams, like Pasos Freire, the, the objective is really to mid-table and not struggle to to fight for to for promotion or to stay on. That That is their goal. Um, but, but certainly... Um, the goal is to sell tickets. So yeah. they can make some money. And when they yeah. play Benfica, it's their Super Bowl. Again, so super that's... expensive. I hope that people just boycott this game. Why is it? What is it? 30 bucks? 30 bucks. That's 30 what I euro. heard. Though. That's super expensive. 30 euros. Yeah. Alfred, if you don't have money to eat, you don't have a ball. Vai comer. Vai comer, pá. Oshkin, compra o jantar, não vai jogar futebol. Even those bifanas by Stadio de Luz are expensive now, man. Like, three years ago when I was there, I was like, damn, man, this thing's got expensive. Yeah. But 30 I, bucks is pushing it too, man. I mean, you've watched games for like 15 euros, 10 euros. Come on, man. Against hey, Pastor hey, Ferreira? Hey, Chris. Chris. You go watch the Reggie Bulls and you pay 50 bucks a ticket to, to watch the Reggie Bulls. Come on. 30 bucks is to watch my Benfica. Hey, no, that includes parking. I can't up no, parking is more. Just the parking is 20 bucks. Yeah, just the parking is 20 Unless bucks. Unless you live down neck and you walk to the field. Man, you gotta park in the you might get jacked, though. Between the wall crossing the bridge, you might get you might get robbed. But nah, if man. you make it to the stadium, you'll be all right. It's bougie. It's bougie down in Harrison, man. It's bougie over there. I didn't say Harrison. Right. I said Newark. Newark. Newark, too. You see all Newark. these Whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't see the sky anymore from my house. It's true. Over there on on, on Union Street, like, what, What's going on over here? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Um, I don't have much else to 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 say, Chris. Vamos ganhar o passo. So, does it really matter? Hey. That's what I was gonna say. For those of you that want to see kids play all day, just promote the the U19 team. Everybody, what are fellas? Jogue todos. What? Sign them all up. Yeah, put them playing that game. That's yeah, it. I think, I think that Andre Almeida will get a run out for his. Uh, oh, for he's capitão. Starting. Starting. What are they going to do? The, uh, the honor guard for him? And he's going to have the. And he's going to bring the little. The thing with the. The Gallardet. The Gallardet. Yeah. Capitão. Mustache. Ali Pintillos. Guess. He should. But he should get it. He should. He should. Last time he played, he had all black hair, man. I just saw him the other day warming up and we're celebrating with Darwin. It's like all white. I'm like, damn, time has passed. Time's rough, yeah. But dude, he should get, he should get, like, again, Benfica has to, Benficistas, we have to remember, right? That in the past, your contribution was very helpful. And it, it, look, we got very. We got a lot of success out of your country. So you can't just go out there and boot a guy. Look, it is what it is. It's, if it is his last game, applaud him. Thank him for his service. Yeah. But you can't be, you know, you have to be show some class. You have to Dave, show some class. Uh, Dave, uh, put, put up some some questions so we could uh, so we could spend a little bit more well, time. Well, didn't you uh, have questions for Cristiano um, that you were going to ask before the, the podcast here about... Uh, more questions for me? No, the other, uh, the other Cristiano. That we were going to ask. You already did that. We talked about uh, his, his role at uh, Seek International. No, but we didn't ask Chris. Talk to us, man. Talk to us. You you are a guy that you're very involved in the community in Newark. 
Um, you're a guy that helps the youth out a lot. Iron Mouth Strikers. Huge, you're yeah. a huge Benfiquista. The old school strikers. Tell us a little bit about yourself. If people want to contribute to some of the things that you're associated with, uh, where could they find you? Give us a little bit of that, please. Man, you know, uh, I've been involved in the community for a long time with sports and, uh, you know, teaching. I'm a high school teacher around the neighborhood, uh, not in the Ironbound, but in, uh, at Science Park, you know, started coaching there. My first real experience with football in uh, high school turned out pretty good. You know, to, it went it went well. And I just started getting involved in the community, man. You know, I love I love soccer. I love football. Watch it all day long. It's the only sport I really watch. I watch nothing else, man. Soccer from everywhere. And I just got involved, you know, with the kids. Coached my son. Got involved with the Ironbound Soccer Club. Super cool people, you know, and just been getting involved over here in the community. And doing things, you know, we're going to play uh, this massive league, like the Northeastern Academy League, which is the next step for MLS next. So we're going to be traveling, man, New York State, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and just seeing how it happens. It's crazy how, you know, you never thought you were going to do this. And uh, it's definitely sometimes easier to criticize a coach. You know, we always say that coaching is a matter of opinion, you know. But being on the other side, seeing our practices go, sometimes I even look at the decisions that these coaches make and I say, man, maybe this guy, and uh, let's see how it goes. Yeah, we have to have license reigning entertainment to be to be coaching and being around kids and background checks and everything. Yeah. So yep. another pancadaria is no record no cadastro. Yeah. Yeah, rec. But I think rec leagues man. you don't need a license, but uh, for travel you definitely need to, even if it's just a basic license and safe safe sport. I think it's something that uh, referees have to go through. Yeah, also. and we have to do that too. The whole safe sport course is safe sport and background checks. Uh, you know, when you're around kids, man, over here in the in the U.S. especially, um, they take very um, they pay a lot of attention to that. They give a lot of attention to that to make sure that the kids are, are looked after properly, to make sure that the kids are, are, are treated properly. Uh, and there's no predators, you know, trying to take advantage of, of kids, well, this... obviously. It's very... No, Chris, I'm, I'm no, saying man, that, but this I is go... extremely important, man. I have to um, do it every year, man. Full, I have to like, do it every year. I got to do a background check and I got to do a safe sport. And that with that safe sport, it talks about uh, bullying. It talks about uh, any any yeah, uh, ar sexual harassment. Inappropriate behavior around kids. There's there's a lot of attention given to that by not only by the the, the federation of the United States, but I think in every single sport, uh, there's a lot of uh, thought that gets put into that to make sure that the kids are are in a safe environment. And you hear shit all the time. Now, when I said gymnasts and shit like that. When I said for this, I wasn't criticizing that. It's just more of a shock. Like, we live in such a cockeyed world that now you actually have to, you know, these are things that, if I, you just be a good guy, show up, coach kids, go home, buy them some pizza. But nowadays, like you said, man, it's just so crazy that you yeah. actually have to have these 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 classes and the, it's, yeah. it's, now it's the, crazy the, the world. The safe sport <clears throat> is also con the concussion protocol and, and how to identify the signs for concussion. I, I mean, look, it's for something that is it's kids playing and it's an amateur thing because nobody's really making money professionally. Uh, they put a lot of thought and, and detail and emphasis on 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 the kids being safe around. It's almost other. like 
and what Alfred was saying is right. It, it almost uh, sometimes I feel they even put more emphasis on like safety and like protocol rather than knowledge of coaching and, right. uh, and especially at this younger age, you know. But uh, I mean, I, I don't mind doing it. Obviously, I want to know that I'm around that the, even the people around me coaching the other kids are 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 legit and good to go, you know. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, you see in youth sports the way that some adults talk 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 to kids, man, or parents too, you know, and, yeah. and it's like wow. Like, yeah. A lot of Bro, these- it, I guess I guess done are the days, gone are the days of Christian Oliveira playing soccer as a 12-year-old. And it's 23 degrees outside, and the goalie's kicking a rock up in the air, and you're coming up and headering that rock all the way back. And maybe that's why I have concussion problems nowadays. I don't know. Dude, you well, never headed talk- a ball in your life. What are you talking Ooh. about? You. There's also rules on that now, man. You can't head yeah. a ball until you're U12. Yeah, that's uh, right. Bro, we did it. I mean, 11 and under, you can't time. you can't uh, head a ball. Dave, put out some questions, man. Let's have some fun with the, with the Freddies. Hey, Raining Entertainment, his daughter plays for Ironbound. He's from uh, – you probably really? know him, Chris. Yeah, that's what he says. His daughter plays for Ironbound. He's from North 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 Arlington, Queen of Peace territory, Chris. Raining Entertainment or Red Baron? Oh shit, my bad. Red Baron. Uh, Raining Entertainment. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Raining Entertainment I, is, is like in what is this you play? He's in Montreal, Toronto. He's laughing at Dave because his Maple Leafs lost, so I don't know. But my Yankees <laughs> won. Dave. He did, Dave. Yankees he did. won. Maple Hello, Leafs won. Play, play I, 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 I don't know. I, we don't have any uh, questions. I, I was putting up Whatever the comments here. finish with a question mark, that's the ones you put, Dave. Oh, shit. Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah. Let well, me give you that pointer. I, ignore we go, ignore we Kevin because there's no Bruno up here, so I don't know. Is, uh, is <laughs> Ristic any good? I don't know who Ristic is, to be honest with you. Ristic is a left back. El Grasa. I don't know who that's a coisa. Yeah, fantastic. Christic, fantastic, yeah. It's just like those people talking about that center back, that sporting guy. Like, oh, Vizica, Isn't that a mountain, St. Jude or something? St. Jude is a, is a foundation for kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you donate. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Will PT agree to terminate? Sure. I think PT ends up at uh, at Braga or... I no. Or he could go to the MLS. Red Bulls. No, he's not going to MLS. He's going to go Bulls. back to Turkey. Red he's going to go make those types of purchases. He's going to go to Greece. It's sad to watch these games. I'm not even going to get into that. Yeah. Uh, with uh, no Darwin and Grimaldo and a new coach, can we qualify for the Champions League? Milton, oh. I, I think it goes back to what Cristiano was saying. If we have the core of players... And during that time, from from the start of the preseason to the first game of the first official game of the season, I think that we have a good chance of doing that. Oh, Chris, o, o, o Milton is here in nossa zona. No, Mil, Milton is. Oh, because uh, he gave Chris a big shout out. I thought they knew each other. My bad. Patrick, he's in LSU territory. That was you think Darwin is saying. Uh, Patrick, uh, I don't know. Alfred, you want to answer that? Because I got too many thoughts. Dave, in my put head. it up, I don't Dave. Want to share. And if it's Darwin, the very last one, Dave. I'm sorry. You think Darwin is staying? If 50, um, between 50 75 mil come through, he's not staying. <laughs> yeah, no, he's getting I don't more think than it, that. I get more than that. His, yeah, but look what uh, Harlan went for today. What did he go for? Yeah, but, but was, uh, is that public? 75, 75. But, but dude, what but Harlan, but Harlan, oh, guys, hold on. Come. Harlan had a clause. So when it's listen, Dortmund when they signed them, him and his agent, they knew what they were doing. They kept a very low. I mean, it's 
high, but you know what I'm saying? Because the guy could go for 150 easily, but they kept a low clause. So therefore, that's why so you can't compare. You can't compare Darwin. I believe Darwin goes north of 80. Now the decision is going to have to be made by Benfica. 80. Ooh. Yeah, I think he goes north of 80. But the decisions. Uh, somebody Darwin. with deep pockets. Um, I think Benfica is going to have United. to make a decision. Fuck no. Benfica has to make it. Sorry, Chris. If Benfica is able to, some way, somehow, sell the likes of Gonzalo Ramos, you're going to get a couple of bucks, a couple of singles from Grimaldo transfer. If you, I know some people don't want to hear it, but maybe Vigo goes, right? It's going to be a nice chunk of change. And they're able to hold on to Darwin and build around them and have Darwin kick off the season in the way that he finished it, right? And have Darwin go to the World Cup in Qatar and play in these brand-new air-conditioned stadiums. It's going to be very interesting. In November to December, and he tears it up. Benfica's going to get close to double if he's able to stay healthy next offseason. Now, it is a huge risk. You have a million. You have the, the, the million-dollar winning ticket on your hand, and you're just waving. As he's playing, you're waving it, and at any moment, that shit could go flying out of your hand. And Bala. so it's going to be Bala. a serious game of poker. You're extended. You're going to be here till midnight. Why did you uh, mention those new air conditioned stadiums? It's going to make a difference on the. Uh... Yeah, it's going to make a difference. Man, <laughs> what's everyone's take on Mari Goats or Romers? I take them. Oh, please. We bought you. You take Goats or no? For for what? Depends on the. On the what salary. do you mean for what? Like for, for, what? for, 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 for what, what price? For, and for how much? Four million. Only, only four? Only four. That's his clause. How much did my take cost? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> then I guess I take God's on that. You just you just answered your own question. You know. <laughs> what's a, what's it, the next it, one? It's a tough one. Pretty much it. Everyone. I, uh... I think uh, Timo. They're talking twenty twenty five from Barca for Grimaldo. I think that if we uh, we could lower that price if if they put. Trincao in a deal. I take Trincao with no issues. Shit. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. I'll, yo, this yeah, reigning, I'll, I'll take this that reigning entertainment knows how to get to my heart. Patrick Swolford, is Vertonghen leaving? Possible. I think Vertonghen maybe ends up at the MLS. <laughs> Every player ends up in the MLS because or they Turkey. can't play anywhere. Nah, nah, I know there was a rumor that he might go to Turkey. He's a well-respected guy. He'll most likely wind up finishing out Listen, in, at the home. Big transfer, guys, the big transfer window this season, dudes, it's going to be winter. After the World Cup. After the World Cup, yeah. Or yeah. a lot of teams may anticipate the World Cup and, and buy early and hoping that the, the horse that they bought are going to do well uh, in, the, in the World Cup and it's that, going to value itself. Oh, that's, that's, that's a gamble, man. You know, the way money is now. It, it, but it's also a gamble to go into a bidding war after the World Cup for a player that you could have bought maybe for a little bit less. I can see it happening, man. Not, not a lot. There's... There's not a lot of movement in that January transfer window because it doesn't give guys the proper time to adapt. It's a huge gamble. They'll probably line up a lot of the signatures going into the summer, but I just don't see that huge gap of 20, 30 players. No, it's not going to – you're going to have one or two. You know what I mean? You're going to have those types of guys, but it's no, not I mean, going to be – Prices, prices, prices for the winter. It's going to be inflated this year, I think. Yeah, well, for sure, because of the World Cup. Yeah, Kevin, I I think that uh, that Trincon from Grimaldo, man, I'll, I'll take that all day. All day, even if it's an even swap. Who's that? Trincao I, I for Grimaldo. Was, all day? I, had, I heard more Rafa for Trincao. 
with uh, Traore getting involved there. Rafa going away. Yeah, but Rafa to Barcelona. Rafa to Wolves. Rafa, no, Rafa to Wolves. But Trincão doesn't belong to the to yeah, Wolves. Yeah, Trincão but... still belongs. But he's talking about Traore goes to Barca, Trincão to Wolves, but then Wolves doesn't well, exchange with Benfica. Zone, hey, it's kind of like the Nettis thing. Benfica is the uh, Galatasaray. Oh, yeah, not Galatasaray, is it? No, Shakhtar. Shakhtar. Shakhtar doesn't have to pay Benfica for Pedrinho, and they give him Nettis. It's kind of like that. Nettis ain't going is, back is anyway. Is a done deal, Chris? Mm, not that I know of. I mean, is that all the questions, dude? It's going to be an interesting season. Rain Entertainment made a point before. He said if it was up to him, he'd go after Isco. His contract expires after the end of the season. I mean, this guy knows knows how to get to my heart. It's no, uh, it's uh, no uh, it's, Yeah, it's too. Yeah. I mean, I will, I would all day, every day. Yeah, hey, what, if, uh, what if Vinicius yeah. didn't get hurt? Would you take him back in Benfica? Vinicius? From PSV? Yeah, he just got hurt last week. Well, that's what he's thing. saying. If he didn't get hurt, that's he's coming from, or he's at a team that's where coach. The, their former coach. So where does that leave him? If he, he don't saw. He, he, he wasn't playing. Alfred, but no saw. That was you got to take into account. Based on what you've seen this year, shit. Of course, I take Vinicius all day. He'd <laughs> 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 be an upgrade over. I mean, you know. So the season he left, he was he was your lead scorer. Yes, he was. And then the lead yeah, scorer from the other season, Shferovic, was on the bench the whole season. Rain Entertainment is smoking some good stuff. He's saying East Coast salary would be under 100K a week. <laughs> a week, maybe. No, but even then, no, he's going to make more than that. East Coast is going to make more than that. Did he even play this year too much, East Coast? Not a lot. Nope. I love him. If there's a player that. Yeah, I found, I found one. Go ahead. I found a picture. A, a question. Kevin asked, do you guys think that uh, the young kids will get a run out? The last well, we game? said before, promote the whole team. I mean, there's really nothing at stake. Yeah, but I do believe like four, three, possibly four, four new guys will make uh, will make their debut, Alfredo. You think those guys will stay in the A team like Araujo, the left back kid? What this week? No, 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 no. For for next year. For next year. It it all depends who goes out. Well, there's people that are gonna go out. No, I think a lot of those kids look. It's gonna be kind of like when Benfica promoted half the team when Laj was there. And now they did it this year as well. Rouju, Enrique Rouju, these guys, they all get promoted. They're all part of the main team. They practice the main team, but they all play on a B team. That's what yeah. I think. Uh, Red Baron. Yeah, but we were talking about that last week. That I would take uh, David Carm. Carmo started with Benfica too, by the way. He came up with Benfica system. I would, uh, I would take him. I would take. I think he's, uh, he's a young, um, center back with, uh, with, with potential. That's what I think. Um, and I, w I would like to see him. I just like to see center backs with some, some speed because that's what we're going to need for Roger Schmidt's system. I don't think I mean, that. It was mentioned that, earlier today, uh, Verissimo is not coming back until yeah. uh, December now. Too, yeah, right? apparently some complications with his uh, recovery, and now he's pushed back until uh, the end of the year. And Carmo's hey, play what, defender of the month, right? Last month. That's a yeah, huge. Like that. That's a huge blow for Benfica. And that was uh, a blow when he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a bigger blow when he got hurt than it is now, Alfredo. Because now you can actually go out and, and yeah, but and I'm, I'm thinking in terms of the plans that you have, and certainly Verissimo was going to be part of the plan, and he was going to be a starter for Schmidt because he's got the legs. 
rather than Otamendi and Vertonghen, it's a huge blow for your for your future plans. And now you may have to think about going to the market and getting a center back that fits that profile. A he, guy knows that's a hell, fast. he knows a hell of a center back? Todibo. Oh, shit. Never mind. He doesn't play for him no more. <laughs> what about Semedo? Go get Ferro. What's Semedo? Semedo played uh, five minutes for Porto, and he was celebrating like he had won the Champions League. No, but he played five minutes on the B team and got a red card. Against did he even play on the main squad? He did play on the main squad. Oh, he did? I don't get remember. Medal? Does he get a medal? Yeah, he played. He played a minute. Gets a medal. Played a minute. That's it. Yeah. Umuntano <laughs> Fima. You're right. When, when, it, when a dude like that gets him, that is. Yeah. Muzrati and Sangare for the midfield, says Red Baron. We can't afford. You can only get one of them. You're not getting yeah. two. I mean, I'd love to get two, but you're not going to get two. How much is Muzrati's cost? Morata. So this. Well, Muzrat is. I don't know. I don't but they, know. They wanted like some like twenty million. Last yeah, year. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, you're not. Rainy the team keeps talking about Isco paying two. Bro, he's make if he's making two hundred, they're really paying him four hundred, right? So he's bringing home two hundred. They're really paying him four hundred. So he's making four million a year. He's not gonna make any less than two million. Clean, clean. So Benfica I, would have to pay him four yeah, million. I I think that Benfica two hundred five means Muratu. Oh, no, I mean, there's Murata, right? And Juve, the striker. Yeah. Probably, probably Murata. It's probably meaning Murata. Yeah. Murata was yeah. a nice backup. Murata and the kid. What's the kid's young. name? Araujo? Araujo? What's the kid yeah. that came up? Yeah. 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 I, I would take Sangare in a heartbeat. And I like Muzrati a lot, but I might have to to, to think about. Um... Might be cheaper to take Sangare. Yeah, Muzrati will go for 15 through a couple players, says Red Baron. That's already in a deal for Orta, so forget it. Yep. Next year, you're going to have or, uh, uh, Braga, Porto B. I mean, Benfica B. <laughs> Some say it's going to be already. Look, I, I just I think that Benfica hasn't explored the domestic market as much as they should have in these past couple of years. And, it's burned them. Yeah, rather than going out and getting Radonjic and, and Maitez. Radonjic was a loan, Alfredo. That was cheap. Yeah, but still, you're still playing some of his wages, and, and he's he's he hasn't given been given the the proper time uh, to to get a good run because whenever he was playing there in January and December, he was I I saw some good flashes out of out of him too, and he was being played as a right back under under JJ. Why is he not starting as a winger now? We've got uh, is it Chris's boy or Dio Gonzalez that are getting more run than uh, he is? That one's been shipped to uh, to the Gallows there. Apparently, which not, boy? Not, not good enough. Which boy? Um, Gafanyut. Oh, uh, oh, Gafanyut. Yeah, but it's but it's now, bro. He started. Um, he started playing late, man. Yeah. We we had too many players, man, and not enough positions on the field. Not enough quality. Oh man, don't even go there, but. We had just too many people at some at one point. I mean, you would even wonder what striker he was going to take, what trio of midfielders were going to go. Uh, yeah, was, the, 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 the great thing, the great thing against Porto is that he put all three strikers in, and then there's no definite plan or there was no game plan to get the ball to them to those strikers. And there it, was it no was midfield. So so and midfield's chaotic. been atrocious all year long, Alfredo. Yeah. The one ball that got there came all the way from the D, all the way to two the centimeters. Ball. But it was two centimeters too late, bro. Oh my god! Almina, Almina. He's no no conta, no tanos leaves. He's gonna get a medal for that. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, João Mario James. <laughs> you guys, uh, Alain João Moutinho. 
You guys get Oh, me? yeah, those those deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those deals to Monaco. There's another player coming with Orta. Salvador doesn't want to pay Malaga their share of Orta. Watch for a double deal. Who's the who's the guy at uh, Malaga? No, 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 Orta, no, Did, Orta. He used to play Orta Malaga. came from Malaga, right? Came so they probably Malaga. own a yeah. percentage still. Orta, yeah. the the younger brother, Ricardo, Ricardo, not Andre. Oh, Ricardo, Ricardo. this one, the one you were talking about. Ricardo is owned by a uh, percentage is owned by Orta, by, by uh, Malaga. apparently, apparently. I did not know that. According to Rainy, I'm not. I keep calling it Rainy and saying, Andre Gomes might be easy to get if everything go down. Yeah, what, listen. Do you, what do you guys think about uh, Andre Gomes? Would you take Andre Gomes? I like Andre Gomes, but he's too injury prone. We Especially need, as you get older, right? We need creative midfield, man. Creative. Yeah, we got. Some, we need some Jenga that's not going to turn the ball we over like that every day. Take the ball and drive it forward, man. I, you know, I, I miss not sanction that in that position, just grabbing the ball, driving it forward, dragging players with you, and then releasing, man. Or Enzo Perez. Man, yeah, just drag guys with you, release, drag them, release, drag them, release. We, we haven't done that. We haven't had somebody like that since we sold him. Yeah, if we could get Witzel, man, I'd like Witzel. I'd take yeah. Witzel. Witzel did it for the time he was there. Hamidus did it for the time he was there. Witzel was there a year. Hamidus was there a year, bro. Yeah, no, Those guys we, were there three weekends. We hit these gems, <laughs> and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. How about Markovic? Remember him? Yeah. He's there a year as well. Went yeah, to Liverpool he, became a bum. In. Liverpool, and fish and chips, yo. We call him batatas, man. I don't even know where he is now. Yeah, Baron, Baron is right. And He's, that box uh, to box, we haven't had box a box to box. Yeah, guy. we haven't had a box. Yeah, we haven't had it. Yeah, that that's been a huge thing with uh, with our midfield. Matik's a free agent as well, like Bruno. Would you guys think well. Matik? I've been thinking about that. Would you I think would sign Di Maria on a two year deal. I would sign Witzel on a one-year with another for an option. I would sign Matik with a one-year with another for an option. Yeah, we call it Absolutely. I think that Matik could, you st think that works? could still play at the All of them. Level. All three of them could still play, and it's and it's free. Think about that. You save a shitload of money. Yeah, all three of them could still play. Yeah, like somebody mentioned salary. to me. Like somebody not mentioned to me today, Fernandinho at Manchester City, he's out of a contract. He looks like a bum in EPL. In Portugal, we start with his eyes closed. Obviously, he's not going to come, but I'm just using an example. Yeah, I just Matic think in Portugal. You sign those guys for, for free, you sell a bunch of jerseys. Hey, maybe you got a business plan going on. Over Yo, there. it's free. And those guys are gonna bring yeah, culture. I, I Matic, culture, a winning mentality, respect, right? Yeah. The younger talk about molding the younger players to be to, are, come, to Chris, become the fate. I'm sorry. Are they gonna play weekend in, weekend out? In that Portugal, is. pa. I'm not look, you're not competing in the EPL. Well, yeah, but, but again, that's, what we, deep... that's what we have right now with the, some of the old guys. But, but Chris, this one one of the things that I was telling you either was either today or yesterday when we were talking that our squad is going to need to be deep because of Roger Schmidt's style, physical style. See, as in Portugal, if you have look, Benfica is a team that should have absolutely no problem having two players for position. Right, whether it be Ricardo Horta and Di Maria, and then it's I'm just using example because we all hope he leaves, but Rafa and some kid from the the, the you know they like they should have more than adequate replacements to play on a on, on a on a Monday night against Betamar. Do you get what I'm saying? You can give Matik now. You're not going to bench everybody. You could rotate the squads if you're smart and keep guys fresh. There's five subs. That's practically 50% of your lineup, with the exception of a goalie, right? If you take away the goalie, there's 50% of your team you could refresh. 
You're winning these games. I'm, I, I like to believe in the Portuguese league with Darwin. Because, again, if you're signing these guys for free, there's no reason to sign Dar to sell Darwin, right? With Matik, with uh, with um, Witzel, with Di Maria, I like to think you're going to be winning a lot of these games. You're going to be leading a lot more than you're going to be trailing. Give guys breathers. I mean, there's ways to rotate. A Obviously, when you're playing in the Champions League, you're playing Liverpool, you're not going to be taking guys out at 60 minutes. Those guys are going to have to play the, the longer minutes. But come on, bro, there's ways to do this, guys. There's way where there's a, a thought problem, where there's a will, there's a way, man. There's ways to do this. Well, Barla, Barla, wrap this up, man. Uh, next week, as uh, if you guys mentioned, uh, missed the announcement earlier, next week we will do uh, our final podcast of the season. We'll also do our our buy, uh, not buy, keep, sell, loan uh, segment that uh, that we've been doing for years now. So don't forget to uh, tune in next week. Um, Cristiano Libario. It's a pleasure having you here. Anything you want to plug? Social media. I, I know you're not on Twitter, right? No, no, I'm not on Twitter, guys. And uh, just want to say thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure being here. I love listening to you guys and uh, checking you guys out and sharing whenever I can the content. Uh, check me out at uh, SPT on uh, Monday nights at 8.15, holding it down for Benfica and uh, trying to avoid a boxing match with the other commentators. <laughs> But uh, thank you, guys. It was fun. Yeah, you're, you're very welcome, man. You're very welcome, and you're welcome anytime. Yes, uh, sir. Dave, Dave, uh, Cristiano, always a pleasure. Talk to you guys soon. Cristiano, uh, you didn't talk too much today, so good for you. Uh, <laughs> lot, See you guys. Take care. Thanks, all the friends, for joining us. That's right. Thank you for the comments, everybody. Thank you for the love. Awesome.